Welcome to the Go Find Out Podcast. I'm Jennifer Jelliff Russell, author, speaker, and entrepreneur, bringing you actionable ideas and interviews with awesome women to help you pursue your dreams and achieve your goals. You can find more episodes of the Go Find Out Podcast by visiting gofindoutpodcast.com. Enjoy the show and go find out. Welcome to the Go Find Out Podcast, episode number six. On today's show, I interview Amy Gatzemeyer, who is one of the founding members of the military yoga nonprofit Tribe. We'll chat about what it was like to form the nonprofit and how the four founding members continue to operate the organization, even though they are worlds away from each other. In fact, um, when I was speaking to Amy, she was in Germany, so that's kind of cool. If you have ever thought about starting a nonprofit, this is just a really good interview to hear before you start the process. All right, on to my personal update. This week, I spent some time connecting with potential guests and really excited about some of the awesome interviews that we'll have coming up. Um, I I think we found some really kick-ass women to talk to, so I'm super stoked about those interviews. I have also been working on creating a cover for my vampire series. Um, The sequel is titled Bite Me. Always fun. Um, And I'm I'm honestly, I've been really tempted to outsource this to a professional ebook cover designer. You know, I'm definitely not a um, a digital artist of any sort, but, you know, I've just kind of been trying to save money by making my own covers simply because I don't make a lot of money off of my fiction sales yet. Hopefully someday. Um, But um, yeah, so right now it just makes more sense for me to make my own covers financially. But on the other hand, I also know that, you know, if you have an ebook cover professionally designed, um, that it's pretty obvious between those that are professionally designed and those that are not. Um, and those that are professionally designed tend to be purchased more often um, just because, you know, you can kind of, buyers can kind of tell, right? Readers can kind of tell. So I'm, I'm really leaning more toward actually having a cover designed. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what I end up deciding to do. <laughs> The main thing that I've also been focusing on this week is really kind of keeping a a routine of some sort for working out in the morning. I am not an athletic person. I'm a bookworm. I've always just been one of those people who kind of sits on the couch and reads. And, um, you know, I like walking and stuff like that and the occasional, like, you know, fun, entertaining, you know, game. Um, But... I have never really been an athlete. Um, I think I mentioned before, my husband got me into running not that long ago. So I've been getting into running. Um, I am not a competitive runner. I am a very slow runner, but I still really enjoy that. So I've been really working on, you know, sticking with that and making it part of my routine in the morning and really getting back into that. Because right now I'm not really training for any races. um, So it's kind of hard to stick to that routine um, without having something to kind of look forward to, you know, um, as almost like a reward or a payoff for doing all the trading. So I've just been sticking to doing three miles every other day. And then the days that I don't run, I'm doing some sort of, you know, workout at the house, like kettlebells or yoga or something along those lines. Um, and that really just helps me, you know, as um, a self-employed person, that really helps me stick to a, a like a daily routine so that I'm, you know, getting up, I'm working out, um, you know, taking a shower, getting dressed, and then going to work in the office, which is just upstairs. But that does help me to stick with that routine. And it just makes me a, a lot more um, effective and efficient in my work. It helps me to really focus. And I just feel a lot better uh, throughout the rest of the day after I've done a, a workout in the morning. So, so yeah, just kind of been sticking to that. Um, the other thing is my husband and I, so this June, we have done a dry June. Um, this is probably not the best year to really not be drinking at all, right? 
But yeah, so we decided June we were going to not drink at all just because I, I've never really been a big drinker, but I found that I was drinking, you know, three or four drinks a week, which I know that doesn't sound like much, but when you don't, when you go from like never drinking to suddenly drinking like three or four, you know, times a week, then it just seems like a lot. Um, so I really just kind of decided let's let's do dry June. So we haven't been drinking at all. And when we do go back to drinking, I'm I'm going to try to stick with only doing um, you know, one to two drinks a week, you know, probably on the weekend as sort of like a, ooh, you know, delicious beer with pizza kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that's been, that's been an interesting thing this month. Um, not having some yummy cider, um, with pizza or, uh, you know, uh, some of the local beer with pizza here. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's been an interesting thing. All right. So that, that's kind of my update. Super exciting, right? But let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into the interview with Amy. Today I'm here with Amy Gatzemeyer, who is one of the four founders of the nonprofit Tribe, which stands for Teach, Resilience, Increase Balance, and Endurance. In this interview, we're going to focus on Amy's go find out experience of forming the nonprofit. Welcome to the show, Amy. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. So uh, before we really dig into the bigger questions about forming the nonprofit, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Um, I am a military brat and was an army veteran who married somebody active duty army. Um, And then I got out, he stayed in. So I very much stayed within the um, army environment. In fact, there was only one year that I, I always say there's only one year in my life that I wasn't under TRICARE for people that know oh. what that is. Um, <laughs> right. So I um, then fell in love with yoga and I'd started a little bit while I was in the military, but not more until um, afterwards. And let's see, in 2016, um, became a yoga teacher and I was in a really special program that was held at the um, United States Military Academy. Um, And it was this really great merge of yoga um, with this military idea. So that's kind of where we we got started. So I've been able to still stay in the military environment, um, which can be difficult to leave behind and still maintain my yoga practice. That's really awesome. Yeah, and I've got two kids and yeah, I live in Stuttgart, Germany now with my husband. That's really cool. And kids. The kids are also here. So. <laughs> you didn't just leave them in the stands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so we were going to actually have um, one of your counterparts on today as well, but she wasn't able to make it. So let me ask instead, how did you end up connecting with the other three founders of Tribe? Yes. So um, one of the founders, Jessica, is also, um, she is an army veteran. She was a medic within the army. Um, and she was in the same yoga training program that I was in. And uh, Cece Gibbons, who is currently an active duty army officer stationed in Texas. Um, she's a quartermaster. Oh, gosh. Quartermaster of transportation. I'm so sorry. She's a logistician. And okay. um, <laughs> she was also in the training program. And when she was in the training program, she was actually a cadet um, versus active service. And so it was really an awesome experience to work with the cadets within that program. Um, you saw so much like promise and interest in really making change. And I have to say, give Cece a lot of credit for bringing us all together to really say like, hey, this is something that we can do. We are ready to make change within the military. And I think that was uh, a big touch point and kicking off point for the nonprofit. Um, and the final member is uh, Phoebe. Um, she is 
our senior teacher and leader, and she was the one who ran our yoga training. And she had been a yogi, former Pilates teacher, former dancer, and um, had not been in the military, but her father served in Vietnam. Um, and she had a pretty tumultuous um, upbringing. He suffered pretty severe PTSD with drug abuse and out of prisons. And um, that definitely has shaped her childhood and of course shaped her life. Um, so mm -hmm. bringing a lot of these mindfulness practices and this idea of resilience, which we really press was really, really, um, is really, really a, a passion of hers. So we got all this together and we just said, let's, let's see if we can do this. Let's see if we can do something with this. <laughs> and so had, had you or any of the other members uh, or forming members, had you guys ever, you know, started a business before or formed a nonprofit? So Phoebe um, had, she'd started her own private business, uh, Nomad, which is the yoga company that we um, took the training from. For people that don't know yoga teachers, they're essentially, um, independent contractors, which necessitates you starting your own business. So um, as, and for Jessica, as she was starting Tribe, she was also working to start her own health coaching and yoga teaching business. Cece did not have experience. And I had played with some smaller um, ventures after I'd gotten out of the military to just do things on the side, but certainly nothing to this scale. So hmm. yes, but we definitely had Phoebe's experience. Although, you know, and I'm sure we'll get to it, but <laughs> um, nonprofit and for-profit world are, are very different. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> and even just the, the you know, the, the act of formation is very different as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so kind of for, from your kind of pulling back from the others and really focusing on you and your experience um, with forming the nonprofit, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, but what was probably like the, the main thing that prompted you to want to start Tribe? Yeah. So I have always had a passion of, uh, you know, I'm one of those lifelong volunteers of <laughs> um, service or always, you know, doing something within the nonprofit sector, although I hadn't started it before. So um, I had that background within me and I just know within my own life, personally, yoga was really instrumental in bringing me just a greater control, if you will, over, over my life. You know, I, I felt more mm -hmm. knowledgeable of myself. I really enjoyed the self-study aspect of yoga. Um, I love the physical aspect of yoga. And I saw within me how it gave me this greater sense of resilience. Um, and I really didn't discover that until after I got out of the military. And so looking back on it, you know, some of the major struggles that I had within the army, I think back and said like, man, you know, how, how would this have been different if I had these tools of yoga? And additionally, I was um, touched by suicide a, a few times within the military. Mm -hmm. um, two people within my uh, deploying brigade committed suicide while we were deployed. My neighbor committed suicide actually while I was in the uh, yoga training program. Um, and then a few other people that I had been to trainings with, um, you know, that's, that's a lot of suicide. And yeah. um, again, you know, what, what can we do to prevent this? Uh, and then after being within the yoga training program with, as I said, the cadets and with Jessica and hearing her story, who's, you know, she's struggled, I'm sure she's shared elsewhere, but um, with substance abuse and with um, PTSD and MST, you know, Again, she very much says, like, what if I'd had these tools sooner? How could I have 
taken more control of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it really is a way to honor the service of others and to prevent it. We saw that there were a lot of, of there's a lot of yoga organizations out there for the military, but they primarily focus on veterans um, and mm. healing PTSD. And you often think of this trauma aspect involved with it, but we wanted to very much go back to what if we could prevent this, you know, what, what are we doing about building the resilience prior to? Right. So you guys came together, you were kind of like, let's do this thing. We're going to start Tribe. While you were in the process of actually forming Tribe, what fears and concerns did you have for in the process? So my primary fear was if, again, you know, yoga has led to a lot of self-study of myself. And I know that if I do something, I like to go like all in. Um, mm. Oh, I guess I failed to say this in my intro. I homeschool my children. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're maybe a little busy. Yeah. So they are always with me, right? Like essentially that's a full-time, I mean, motherhood's a full-time job anyways, but I, you know, then have this teaching aspect. Um, Right. So I was concerned with the amount that I would be able to give to tribe. I didn't want to give, and I was especially worried of of letting down, you know, it's one thing to go into something by yourself. It's another thing I think to go in with a partnership. Um, I remember talking to uh, Jessica and Phoebe and CC, the other founders, and saying, like, I, I can't do this as a full-time job. Like, I want to do this. I want to commit. But this is um, going to have to be something that I work into the rest of my life. You know, like, these are mm-hmm. still my other priorities. So that was certainly a fear of mine, how to do this, but not overload myself while still respecting the other ladies. Um, right. And then the mission. And then, of course, we had the fears of, you know, where are we going to get the money? Um, how do we, what do we do with the money? <laughs> what are the um, financial uh, regulations? What are, what's, you know, the overall paperwork issue? How do you even start a nonprofit? So of course, like a lot of administrative issues, but I think primary was that we knew going in, especially to start that there would be a lot of upfront work. And I wanted to make sure that I could dedicate myself to our mission and then also to the people that I was working with. Mm, okay. And have you found that like it's worked out, you know, time-wise to be able to dedicate yourself to this and then also to still to your children? And Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I certainly have, you know, of course, I spoke to my husband about it before making this commitment and he was certainly um, very supportive in the beginning and continues to be supportive, which is necessary. I, I have the support of my parents still, which I don't live with my parents, but I know that they will always support in whatever way they can. And then again, the advantages of going into with four people earlier, I mentioned one of the fears was that I could let down other people, but that they are always there to contribute um, as well. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. certainly spoke growing into it. And as we've worked within it in time of, you know, what are each of our specialties? What can each of us really bring to this um, that focuses on what are our strengths that we can bring to tribe? Um that we have the time to commit. So that has certainly been an advantage of the the teamwork aspect. And Mm, um, yeah, it's naturally flown. Like we know that there's going to be big weekends or big weeks of work and then there's going to be lulls. So that's, you know, that's life. (laughs) Yeah. And did you guys like sit down and assign who does what or like projects to each person or? We we have, I think it it has also been a bit of an organic flow. Um, In the beginning, we did do quite a bit of a division of labor. 
Um, and then we've reassessed it going forward. Like, hey, this is what we were doing. Is this still working? Um, because we've all had, you know, we, we all still have a military connection or even if we, excuse me, even if we don't have a military connection, we've changed actually. None of us are living in the same place we did as when we started right. um, just a few years ago. And Cece has joined the military um, and she wasn't active before. We've had change of jobs and now we've had COVID-19. And um, so, you know, things have changed for everyone. And so I think that we've been extremely fluid and, you know, we definitely, of course, communication is necessary. None of none of us are in the same place anymore. So um, all of our meetings are via Zoom or via Messenger or via WhatsApp or um, so we have changed when necessary and um, we've certainly picked up pieces where other people it just hasn't happened, you know, so mm -hmm. yeah. And when you guys were first forming, um, did you guys have any like negative Nancy's or, you know, did, did you have anybody who seemed maybe not necessarily negative, but unsupportive? You know, we were really blessed. We did not have that. We um, were really positive going into it as far as the, the four of us being excited about it. And um, everyone in our immediate vicinity was really excited for it. So that was one one obstacle we did not have to overcome. What would you say has been your biggest challenge in maybe forming or operating tribe? Uh, I think initially it was just the funding and the paperwork um, discussing the funding. We also did quite a bit of research on um, determining, as I said earlier, there are nonprofits that are working with the military right now, um, specific to yoga. Um, so we really had to narrow in and zero in on our focus and our mission to say, are we different enough for them uh, than they are? You know, is is this the best use of resources um, that we should do our own thing? And so we we really went back and forth with that with quite a few weeks and looked at it from the legal perspective, from the financial perspective, from um, just like our heart, our concept, our mission. Um, and so that was a big struggle. Uh, and, and, you know, struggle is not a negative word, right? Like it was good to right. work through those things. So that was certainly something. Of course, money is always an issue. We're a small nonprofit is starting out. You wonder like, okay, I, you know, you can, you can give and give and give of your time, but at some point you do have to have money <laughs> and you can't just give up your time anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so we, and, and so I guess finding those limits, because I think so many of us are people that would give and give and give and give and give until it just gave us out. And so finding those boundaries for ourselves, and it's of course different for each of the four of us. And it's something, as we said earlier, is changes and flux. So respecting the other members when they need to step back for a bit mm -hmm. um, or, you know, respecting yourself when you need to step up and say, I need to step back a bit. Those have been some ongoing struggles. Okay. It really sounds like you guys seem very, you have very open communication, it sounds like, and you're able to talk about that kind of thing instead of not talking about it and then potentially having it turn into something bigger Um you know, like if somebody steps back and somebody else feels like they're slacking, it sounds like that doesn't tend to happen in your group because you guys have such open communication. Would you say that that's accurate? Uh, yes. Yeah, I hope it's accurate. I hope it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yes. Yeah. And I, I can speak for Cece. You know, she uh, is still very active in tribe and dedicated. But like I said, she had a major life change um, right. and when she first got and joined the army. She came to us and was like, hey, guys, like this, I've. I, and, you know, I 
feel like I can't give as much to tribe as I'd wanted to, and I'm going to need to step back. And that made sense, right? She was in new army training. Like that was where her focus was supposed to be. That's where um, her job has asked her to be. That's where she committed to be. That's where her country's asked her to be. And so, but that being said, she's now stepped forward and teaches just as many, or if not more tribe classes than we teach um, and is offering online work. Um, but then some of the administration she's stepped back from. Conversely, like I'm not teaching live as much given my lifestyle, but I'm doing more of the administration. So it um, stepping back can be more of a shift of responsibility as well. That's really, that's, I think that that setup of the organization um, and how you guys assign duties is very interesting and, and really obviously very beneficial in that no one person has a specific set duty forever, it sounds mm. like, um, and that it seems to be shifting with each of your lives um, and what's shifting in your life. And I feel like it sounds like that has really helped to ensure that tribe continues, you know, um, because it's really you guys' relationship and staying organized and on top of things that allows tribe to thrive and to continue to, to have programming and to provide yoga. And so it sounds like the, the way that you guys have, you know, assigned projects and responsibility with that sort of shifting ability has really helped it to, to continue. Yeah, I think it definitely has. And, you know, one thing of bringing yoga to the military, it's it's we're going into new grounds. Um, so not not completely new. And we especially found that, I think, with the younger generation of cadets at West Point versus, you know, going to your oldest generals and command sergeant major in the military. The, the younger population, I think we've been told this by them and then we've observed this is more uh, welcoming. And, you know, these ideas aren't quote unquote weird and super mm-hmm. hippie to them, you know, whereas they are to some of <laughs> right, the yeah. older generation. But but this ties into what you're saying. And that like um we've had to be open to shifting, you know, like we're mm-hmm. just kind of at some points throwing things out there and like which which of these teaching methods is sticking with this population and which is sticking with this population. Um and so part of the training that we offer also I think empowers or hopefully <laughs> empowers um those that we teach with like, hey, these are some ideas that you can take back and share with your unit, share um, and try yourself. And, you know, it's not all going to work. And it might work one day and it won't work another, but like, let's try this. And if that doesn't work, then let's try this. Um, So I think not only are we taking this shifting perspective into how we operate our nonprofit, but I hope it's come within our teaching as well. I think that's great. I think that kind of flexibility um, is is fantastic and seems to really be working for you guys. So that's that's awesome. So kind of focusing in on you and your experience, if you hadn't gone forward with forming tribe and you know being becoming a part of the forming members, what do you feel that you would have missed out on? I think I definitely would have missed out on um, the relationship and you know like as I said that all of us have moved to different places. We're all still on the same, you know, trajectory that we were when we met each other, but it's just part of the military that you you come and go. And frankly, being a lifelong military person has not really made me great at keeping in touch with people because there's just there's just too many people. And then at the same time, you know, like, oh well, surely I'll see that person another time because this is such a small military world. Um, and so this has certain uh, forced us to stay in touch with each other. Um, and support each other through our ventures because, you know, as I said, Phoebe and Jessica certainly have their own and, and of course, Cece um, have their own goals outside of tribe. Um, mm. And so to follow along and 
to see those. Also, I, I we all do truly believe in our mission and that we think that we've established a curriculum and a style of thought that's that's really special and that we really support. Um, and so I think that I think that wouldn't have been created um, in yeah. in the same way or shared. So hopefully, what we've made, we we are you know, touching somebody, even if it's just that one person, like with the idea that they can take those practices and and share them with their unit and and touch many more. Hmm. What advice would you give to listeners who are thinking about starting a nonprofit? So as I said, one of the big discussions we had going forward was, is it worth making a new nonprofit for this? Hmm. Because there are a lot of nonprofits out there, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And when people want to donate, whether it's their time or money or, you know, whatever, there's different nonprofits, food, clothing, whatever, they have to choose what to um, donate to. And there's, you know, limited resources. So I I would say, like, really look around in your area um, and see if your couldn't might just be better. You just volunteer somewhere else. Like, does this already exist? If so, then could you work with them Um, or could you donate to them? But if not, you know, if you do feel like your your mission is special, absolutely go for it. But I, I think that that also really helped us solidify what made us different and what we wanted to do. So even if you determine like, no, this does already exist or yes, this exists, I, I think it will help you um, really come to terms with what you want to bring to the world. And then certainly have the support of people around you, you know, and, and like I said, we were very blessed that we had that going forward. Um, but man, if we hadn't then more struggles, <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. And where can listeners find out more about tribe? Yeah. So we have a, a website, tribeyogamilitary.org. Um, and we are also active on, um, Facebook and Instagram at tribe yoga military, um, especially right now, uh, throughout COVID-19. So since early or mid-March, we have been offering, um, almost daily, at least three times a week, uh, three to five times a week, um, offerings of short yoga practices on Facebook Live, which are open to everyone. Um, Again, our, I don't know if I ever explicitly stated our mission. (laughs) Our our mission is to bring yoga to active duty military. So that's our primary audience, but certainly our practices can be um, enjoyed by anyone. And one of our goals within our Facebook Live offerings right now are to um, really look at all of the different aspects of yoga. So we have uh, Yoga Nidra on there. Jessica's doing Yoga Nidra now. We have talks about goal setting. We have um, like 10-minute practices. We have 40-minute physical practices. We have short self-care. We have very active strength building. Um, And so again, the idea of like shifting what this part of yoga doesn't work for me. I did this Facebook Live and it was like, didn't meet my needs at all. Like, don't give up. There's a lot of different yoga out there. Come back and and try something else. We have breath work. So yes, that would be a great way to follow us. Nice. Okay. And I understand that you guys are also part of the Amazon Smile program. We are. Yes. So on our website, there is a donate button. Um, And so you can submit online donations there if you just like to donate money. Um, But on that same page, if you scroll down, you should see a little, the everyone ubiquitous Amazon picture um, that will link you directly to our Amazon smile. Um, And additionally, we sell merchandise on our site. We have um, t-shirts, really cool t-shirts. 
with our own logo. Somebody donated our uh, logo to us. It's very professional nice. graphic designers. That was very supportive. And so buying those shirts, of course, supports us. And we have some, um, there's a veteran run organization out of Fort Bragg, North Carolina, that area called uh, American Yogi. And we also have some of their merchandise. If you were interested in that, you can't buy it from the website, but just send us an email and we can hook you up. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Amy. Absolutely. Thank you for um, letting us get our word out and telling our story. So in today's interview, Amy talked about how the founding board members were very upfront and communicated about what each of them was able to contribute and how their, you know, their roles have really shifted over time as their lives have changed. This allowed them to keep the nonprofit running while undergoing major life events and moving away. I feel like a lot of organizations talk about communication, but many aren't really very good at implementing beneficial communication practices. When I started a nonprofit a few years ago with some friends and family members as board members, I didn't really understand the importance of that upfront communication. As a result, I ended up shutting down the nonprofit because most of the board members, myself included, lost interest in the mission. Uh, We also weren't very clear and weren't very upfront with each other about what each of us was going to be able to contribute to the organization. If you're thinking about starting a nonprofit or you're considering being a board member of a nonprofit, I think it's really important to ensure that you understand what you're agreeing to when you sign on. Like how many hours, you know, do you expect to contribute a week? And what exact duties will you have? Is it something that you can do without pay? Is there a plan to pay you for your time down the road? Or is it all, you know, always going to be on a permanent volunteer basis? Like these are really good questions to ask. If you are forming a nonprofit, these might be really good questions to bring up during a conversation with potential board members. There's really a ton of free information out there on how to officially form a nonprofit and a few organizations which provide a deeper dive into what to expect as a board member in officer roles. Um, And I've actually dropped a few links in the show notes this week just so that, you know, if you really are thinking about forming a nonprofit, I, I think you should check those out. Those links or those organizations, excuse me, that I have links to, they really help me to form the nonprofit and, you know, to I read a lot of articles about like what to think about before you start forming. I apparently just didn't take the advice in those articles. <laughs> so definitely check those out, you know, if you're at all thinking about starting a nonprofit. I've also dropped a link to an article that I wrote um, just recently about what to consider before you start the official process to form a nonprofit. Hopefully that will help you determine whether or not to go through the interesting process of becoming a 501c3 or nonprofit organization. All right, that's it for today, guys. Join me next time when I interview Allison Lane about starting a cafe and her decision process for pivoting her career and selling the business later on. See you then. Thanks for listening to the show today. I hope you found the information beneficial and that it helps you tackle your own Go Find Out goals. You can find more episodes and the show transcripts at gofindoutpodcast.com. You can also let me know what you thought of the show by tweeting me at GFOPodcast or follow me on Instagram at GoFindOutPodcast. That's it for today. Now go find out.